You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on the John DePietro Show. All right, here we go on this. My goodness, what a nice spring Wednesday morning. Good morning, one and all. Here I am. It is Juan. It is uh, John DePietro, your radio amigo. We have another big program in store for you on uh, this Wednesday. My goodness, we are... uh, well, we're approaching Memorial Day weekend, folks. We're approaching Memorial Day weekend. Today is Wednesday, May 20th. And this portion of the John DePietro Show, I can't stress enough the importance of picking up the phone today, actually, as we speak. And good morning to everybody on Facebook Live. To Winfield Termite and Pest Control. Folks, now is the time. Call them today, 401-821-7800, 401-821-7800, Winfield Termite and Pest Control, online at winfieldpest.com. Remember, Rhode Island's most dependable pest control service, family-friendly pest control professionals you can trust for your home. Call them at 821-7800 to remove ants, termites, mice, a lot of diseases and viruses and mice, or meses as the three students used to call them, cockroaches, and any pest from your home, yard, business, or commercial property, it's Winfield Termite and Pest Control, family-run business. You know, I admire these guys so much because they approach it, military background, military-style precision, eliminating the enemy who happens to be a termite or pest, to schedule free estimate for a free estimate. How much is it? F-R-E-E, free estimate schedule, home inspection, 821-7800, Winfield, termite pest control. You can win with Winfield. Also, by the way, as I've told you, this is going to be an atrocious mosquito season. My goodness. Now, it is a bad tick season. But here's the question. Do you really want to take a chance with getting Lyme disease, end up in the hospital, and then possibly contracting coronavirus? I'm going to answer my own question. I don't think so. So they can also protect your yard, ticks and mosquitoes, which can also potentially spread dangerous viruses. We know the mosquitoes can with West Nile. So why not do that? Now, listen, this is going to be a different type of summer. I'm not going to use the term the new normal, of which I could now go a lifetime without hearing that expression. But it is a, it, we are in a different time, and you want to make sure that your home and your property is as most enjoyable as possible. What good is it if you wait all year and then, you know, I, I know people, you can't even sit out in the yard because then you're like eaten alive, right? It's like you're running a blood bank. Who, who wants that? Folks, you can eliminate that if you would call because they can spray and treat your yard and property to protect you from ticks and mosquitoes. Winfield Termite Pest Control, call them today. 821-7800. If someone on Facebook Live would be so kind as to type that number into the comments, 821-7800 or online at winfieldpest.com. Well, folks, good morning. It is John DePietro. As I said, we have a great program in store uh, on this Wednesday. Governor Armando press briefing coming up this afternoon at 2.30. So we have the full three-hour block. Uh, sometimes that, that third hour is interrupted by the governor, but it will not be uh, the case today. So we have um, uh, the the normal uh, element. Again, you hear people hear me mention um, Facebook Live. Again, if you're on Facebook, find my page. It's John DePietro Show, and you can uh, be part of the program. And that way it's very interactive with the Facebook Live. People like it. Now, remember, if you are listening right now, and I get a lot of messages, if you would like to uh, have me ask a question to Governor Amunder for you, 
the best thing to do is go to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Those that are watching on Facebook Live can see it right there. The correct spelling, remember, no I's in DePetro. We're a team last name. No, um, so just go to the website, and then it says contact, and you can click on that contact, John. And then, uh, you know, ideally we'll, well, I'll, I'll try to. You know, for anyone that has watched, I mean, folks, you hear that I'm, you know, you can definitely hear that I'm there. And I'm trying to get the, the answers as much as we can. A lot of information uh, comes out um, in, in his limited gaps of where you can, you know, get the information. I know that right now, if you're a restaurant owner, that there is a big push for indoor dining by June 1st. And more than now, it's 200 restaurants have gotten together and they've signed a letter. Now, I, I think I'm going to I will try to ask Governor Raimondo about that. But there's there's all kinds of different businesses I've heard from. And it depends on the type of business that you're in. Listen, you know, it's not easy to start your own business and you wouldn't be in business if it wasn't successful. There wasn't a market for it. There's many businesses that are I don't want to say they're being left behind, but I just don't know what what you do about it. When, for instance, I was contacted by someone that runs a, they, they run a tanning salon. And I, I don't know the answer to that. That one I haven't heard. Unfortunately, I think tanning salons, they fit under the category, I believe, of somewhere along the lines of they're either in with gyms. I don't think they're treating tanning salons uh, the way they're treating other types of business. I don't think they're treating them the way they are treating hair salons. Now, as those, right now it's 11-11. Folks, many of you know, Massachusetts has moved ahead of us in different categories as far as with churches. There, I do want to warn people, though, there is a danger with the business of anything that is inside. Now, as those of you who listen to the program know, I have certainly been uh, very proactive. I mean, I was part of the the blanking rally for crying out loud regarding trying to get some of the restrictions eased a little bit. I still believe, and if, by the way, if you listen to Governor Raimondo, you will hear her say, as much as people, I, I think some of it falls down on you. For instance, I received a message yesterday from someone, and hear me out on this. Um, I, I just find there still continues to be these people that they're concerned with things that should not concern them in any way. For instance, I was going back and forth with this person. I won't say who it is, but he contacted me and said, uh, you know, everyone, you know, hi, John, here's a good question for the governor. Uh, Why are certain doors blocked at a place like Home Depot? We had one of the deadliest fires in our state. Why has the fire code been tossed aside? Now, hold on. So I put back. So are you saying you want more restrictions? I don't know exactly what they're talking about. But apparently, he this person went to a Home Depot, and where there was an exit, somehow it was blocked off. So I said, you want more restrictions? Do you really want the governor getting involved? Folks, if you go into a store and there was some kind of a, some kind of a problem, ask the manager. The last thing you need. Now, first of all, we had one of the deadliest fires in our state, the fire code. Now, time out. That was because of a stupid band that we're using pyro with a short ceiling. Never forget that. The fire codes that went in existence after that destroyed so many different businesses, including the 1025 Club. You had different people completely exploit that. And the fire regulations they put in was a death knell for a lot of businesses. So I responded, you want more restrictions? No, I want less. You know, 
They need to unblock these doors. So here's what I responded. When was the last time there was a fire in Home Depot? Like, what are we talking about? There's an exit blocked in Home Depot. And I don't even know what they're talking about. Is it because of theft? Is it because of they're trying to reroute people a certain way so they shut one set of doors? Well, what if there was a fire? And when was the last? I repeat, when was the last time there was a fire in a store? Like, what are we talking about? If you're in a store and you see something, go up and ask the manager. Or here's a novel idea. Don't shop there anymore. What is this, a gun to the head? Well, they should, you know, they're restricting our movement. And uh, the stores are restricting movement. And uh, uh, why is this so hard? They have made the aisles one way to avoid contact. So if everyone is moving along, you're not completely going bumping into people. I don't think that that's difficult. And if, in fact, there is an exit, and I even responded, I don't know, maybe it's because of theft. Maybe they had some doors that were open and people were, like, running off with things. I don't know. If I were in that situation, and again, I have not been in a Home Depot. So, but I I do like Home Depot, and I've shopped at Home Depot, and I don't know. But, oh, there could be a fire. What about the station nightclub? The station nightclub fire, what are you talking about? I repeat, I think he said BJ's as well. Big stores, BJ's, Home Depot. There are some of their exit doors are locked or blocked at their multiple stores. You have two options. You can either say to the manager, hey, I'm just curious. How come you have that exit blocked off? Whatever it may be. Sometimes they have doors open. Sometimes they don't. But don't start this, this foolishness that what if there was a fire? I repeat. Well, if, if, there was, if I was in a BJ's or I actually I don't shop there. But if I was at a Home Depot and there was some kind of a fire of which... I repeat, when was the last time there was a fire inside a store while people were shopping? I mean, I, all the times I went to Benny's, I never saw a, a fire in a Benny's. I've been at Home Depot, and it's a big store. If there was a fire and I was in Home Depot, I would run to the aisle where they sell fire extinguishers or hoses and help put it out in some way. I mean, those stores are huge. Why is someone – like the, the stuff that people are – that I get emailed. John, can you ask the governor why? And by the way, in many cities and towns, some of you that contact me, I always respond, what did they say? For instance, I won't say, but someone asked me, about a, can you ask the governor about it? And it was a situation of Providence. And I said, well, what, what did they say when you contacted City Hall? Oh, I haven't contacted City Hall. But, so, so we're going to leapfrog over a lot of people and immediately go to the governor with this type of stuff? Folks, I want to remind people, th- this is the reason why You have elected reps. You have elected reps. Start there, right? Every, no matter where you live, let's just say you live, I'm just going to pick a place, you live in Cranston. You have a city council person that represents you. You could ask them. Then you have a state representative. You could move up the chain to them. Then you have a state senator, and then you could utilize them. Then you do have the mayor of Cranston in that instance, of which you could go to the mayor. You then go larger, you have statewide office holders, then you also have congressional people. But utilize these people. You know, if you're a business and you're having a problem, I would find out who exactly is the representative for that particular area. And that's what they're there for. And a lot of them, they're hiding and they're not helping people and they should be helping people. 
but you, you have many levels to go before the elevator gets to the top. And then, you know, can you ask the governor why in my town? What did the town manager? I respond. What did the town manager say? Oh, I haven't contacted the town manager. What did your town council person say? Oh, I haven't contacted the town council. Like, what are you talking about? This is like these people. You know, I don't really get involved with politics and government. Well, here's a good reason why you should. Because of situations like this, when suddenly you find yourself and you're very reliant, as a matter of fact, uh, that you need to get answers in order to do business. I'm not saying that many of these questions aren't worthwhile. But even uh, Governor Armando, for crying out loud, she'll say, I don't want to be micromanaging people. You know, I don't understand certain businesses that are still waiting for guidelines. I, I don't, you know, I understand from what I heard yesterday, every day there is a, um, a conference call with the cities and towns and the mayors. And I put this out on Twitter. I heard Mayor Fung had like a meltdown, temper tantrum. He was so fed up with the governor's people and said, I'm so sick of this. I'm trying to get uh, guidance on what we can do. Like, at this point, do, do you, how much more information do you really need, folks? And, and I mean that. People, uh, it, you know, I, I don't know how else to explain it. If, if, if six people show up at a restaurant for outside dining, just sit down. If eight people show up, mask on, wash your hands, six feet apart. When in doubt, wear a mask, six feet apart, wash your hands, hand sanitizer. We need more guidance. You, sh- you know, enough with the guidance. What are you there for? And I was surprised to hear that with Mayor Fung, who I voted for twice, who I'm a supporter of. But last time I checked... You know, you, you were almost or wanted to be the governor. So just pretend you're the governor of Cranston, for crying out loud. Some of these different cities and towns, and, and a lot of it, it doesn't make any sense. For instance, in, in what's going to happen with tomorrow night, you know, Rhode Island Dolls is going to be the first strip club to open. And they won't let them have an entertainment license outside. Now, that makes no sense to me because you have other restaurants uh, in different places that they're going to allow outdoor dining where they normally don't. And what if someone wants to have a guitar? All right, a little outside guitar playing, right, for the people that are dining outside. Well, that's outside entertainment. No, no, you need a special license for that. I'll tell you, folks, these people are running us into the ground. They are running this into the ground. This is like someone checking IDs as people try to get in the lifeboats of the Titanic, for crying out loud. This is survival time. And the problem is many people, you know, people don't grow a brain, as I've told you in many of these instances. They just don't. If someone is a nitwit before this, they're a nitwit in the middle of this, you know, pandemic. Um, you, you, you know the guidance. Like in every situation, you, you just separate people. Avo- and by the way, you want to avoid as many, anything that is inside. If you can do it outside, you're better off. What we are learning, folks, about the virus. And I have been a big proponent on reopening the churches, but it does come with some peril. And I'm going to tell you about it in just a moment. But I also want to remind you, I can't say enough good things about our friend with Bethel Softwash. Now, folks, I had Jared come to my home. You can text him. Bethel Certified Softwash, 617-2585. 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified soft wash. What a difference it makes. Soft washing, low pressure system, and what does it remove? Algae, pollen, the green stuff, dirt, moss, bacteria, other stains without damaging the surface. It's family safe and friendly. 
and Jared has a great Facebook page, Bethel Soft Wash Power Wash. You can look for them on Facebook. I'm holding up on Facebook Live. This is uh, here's some great examples of the before and after. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. Look at the difference it makes. You see the house, the before and after? Isn't that amazing? He, uh, they, uh, Jared came out to my home. What a difference it makes. Look at this walkway. This side is before and then after. Look at the difference when that removes. Uh, you want to make sure, by the way, also, that you don't want anything. Look at the difference in this fence. Looks like a brand new fence. Look at that. You can do that like in an hour and a half. Look how beautiful that is. Uh, it, it basically, it gets it all off. I also like this Bethel certified soft wash power wash. Look at this house. The top is the before. The bottom is the after. Which house do you want? What do you want your house to look like? Folks, look for them on Facebook. Jared has a great Facebook page. Now, you can text him right now. Free estimate. And it's so simple. You take a picture of whatever surface it is. Patio, uh, deck, or maybe a basketball court, or maybe the side of your house or garage or building for commercial contracts. Biodegradable plant safe solution, Bethel certified soft wash. Text Jared at 617-2585. B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel soft wash, 617-2585. What a difference it makes. And you don't want anything like that on your, uh, any any surface. Bethel certified soft wash. I was going to mention this situation regarding, um, as much as I admit that I have been, um, uh, you know, one of the advocates for in, in saying that they should loosen the restrictions with churches. And I'm seeing now new outbreak churches forced forced to reclose. So now th- this is a problem, folks. Two churches in Georgia and Texas that reopened recently have closed the doors after churchgoers and religious leaders tested positive for the virus. Now, one of the things I want to stress, though, a big problem is. And, and I actually brought this up. Folks, we, we need to do something that you, you want to be outside as much as possible. And I did mention this, but I really think, and I, I know what could happen with rain. I get that. And right now, listen, it's been cool as it normally is. And, and sometimes June can be cool or it can be hot. But the virus, it's tougher to pass the virus if it's outside. If it, it, you are safe, if you're outside, that's why the outside dining would actually be okay. Although it has its own challenges, but anything that has, as someone explained, walls and a ceiling are a problem. And I understand the restaurants want inside dining, but air conditioning is a problem. If you've seen some of these graphs, as soon as the mask comes off, anyone that has it, if the particles can come out and come into the air. If you're inside, it can spread. And that would be, I mean, you, you, you do have to weigh, how would you feel if you've, this whole way you've been fine? And then you went to church, and church has its own perils, right? Church has a situation, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of germs there to begin with. And there's many people who selfishly do go to church when they shouldn't because they're sick. And the out the inside dining, I I think you you have to it, it'd be better if more things could be outside. If you are outside, if there's a church service outside, if you're eating outside, if you're meeting with people outside, 
You want to do as many things outside as you possibly can. Because, folks, the name of the game here is to remain as healthy as long as you can. Now, until we get more testing and find out, maybe you're asymptomatic. And then it's not a problem. Um, I really wish the churches would explore an outdoor service. I would feel much better. And I get it. You lose some element of the music. You're not in the pews. We'd have to be on chairs. I get all of that. But it can't be either or. I don't think that's the way to look at it. It can't be either or. It has to be either something or nothing. And churches, by and large, and they are huge. Churches are huge. And churches have high ceilings for the most part. Huge ceilings. Never mind, you know, the church I grew up going to, St. Paul's Cathedral's huge. But... The, the, the virus inside spreading is a problem. And I've already seen, you know, people show, my experience has been people don't show good judgment in church. They don't. And I've talked about this for a long time. I see people coughing, sneezing, and then they go to extend the hand to, 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 to sign a piece. I've never liked that. Um, you know, hand sanitizer, obviously. But there's a lot of people that I, I am fearful. I would not want to be sitting near someone in church that doesn't have a mask on. I wouldn't. And I think that is a problem. I think the churches need to be focusing more on the outside. Uh, folks, we have to treat this like look at how far we've come. You know, we learned about this virus in March, April. Now we're almost to the end of May. Who knows if we could just get through June, July, August into September, we could be that much farther ahead. They could start to have treatments for it. They might even have some element of an initial vaccine that you could get that would be tremendous or more testing to find out if you have the antibodies to fight against it. Um, I, I, and I know like this is terrible and I feel bad for a lot of restaurants such as the situation with um you know, a place that people have been asking me about is um, Capriccio. And to me, unfortunately, as much as I have loved a restaurant like that, that they are built the, the worst possible layout for a restaurant you could have. For those that know it, it's Capriccio. You go downstairs. There's no windows. There's no outside. There's low ceilings. Everybody is contained. And as much as you can spread things out, um, that's a problem. That is a major, and it's fine dining, right? Capriccio is real fine dining. So you, 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 you can't, you're not going to sit out on, you know, a wooden table and try to use plastic silverware. Places that are high-end fine dining that are strictly inside, let alone downstairs, Capriccio, before it was Capriccio, it was a, a gay dance club down downstairs. I forget the name of it, but it was like black. And um, and then they turned it into this phenomenal restaurant. But a place like Capriccio is a problem, is definitely a problem. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, by the way, we're going to talk to Blake Filippi coming up, coming up at 12 o'clock. We have a business person I'm going to have on. He has a, um, a very unique situation. And again, I feel for a lot of these businesses. And I'm trying to encourage them. And even some places... If you could go, the, the less time you're inside, the better. Um, if there's any type of a salon, that, and I mean it, if you could do a haircut outside, anything that could be outside, you're safer and better. And I mean that, folks. It, it, any, any business that can be ducted outside 
over the next several months till October, you are better off and you have a less chance of getting the virus. This portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're compliant with the state. What a selection they have. Look for them on Facebook. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It is Steve. It is Debbie and Junior. They have beautiful hydrangeas. They have uh, geraniums, hanging baskets, and most of 95% of their business is all outside. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, right off of Route 4, 3680 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Look for them on Facebook. Folks, they are booming with business, and you can see why. It is a great gardening season, and they're going to do phenomenal business this Memorial Day weekend. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Well, folks, let's get him on the line. He is someone that has uh, been serving the people. He is up at the uh, Rhode Island State House, and he is the House Minority Leader. I want to um, ask him and just check with with him because there's so many questions that are still going uh, unanswered. And it's House Minority Leader uh, Blake Filippi who we're going to uh, reach out to right now. And then uh, Dan McGowan coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. There he is. Folks, joining us right now on the John DePietro Show is House Minority Leader Representative Blake Filippi. Good morning, Rep. John. Well, Rep, I wanted to check in with you with a couple of things. Um, as much as you have talked about it and we've talked about it, to me, uh, this sh- should not be underscored in any way. House Speaker Nick Mattiello has completely uh, shed his duties. The General Assembly is still not back in session. There's no excuse for it. And uh, it doesn't seem that they have any plans to come back. I don't know when the General Assembly is needed most in the history of our state. It's uh, walked off the field. Uh, there's a lot of things we should be doing, a lot of questions we should be asking, and we're just not. What do you hear? I mean, what does he say? Or, you know, what are you telling your constituents when they say, how come you guys aren't meeting? In other states, they are meeting. Yeah, what does he say? I mean, he says, you know, uh, the, the governor's working with the General Assembly, and by the General Assembly, he means uh, himself. And uh, everything's going along just fine. Um, and I don't know that to be true. There's a lot of questions, I think, that need to be a- answered. We sent a request to the House Oversight Committee with 24 separate items that we need information on. Everything from what happened to our PPP, PPE, how are we nursing homes, how are we doing with remote learning, how are we preparing for a potential surge in the fall, why are we designating certain businesses essentials, essential and others not? You know, why can I go to Walmart, Home Depot, but I can't go to church or the beach or a large family gathering? You know, we don't have access to the data that uh, is the basis for the model that's being used. As you know, the model that we had in early April was wildly off. So something we'd have anywhere between like 2,300 and 4,300 people in the hospital. We only had 300. I want to know who's doing the modeling now. It's the same people who got it so wrong before. Uh, so there's, there's just a lot of questions. Uh, we've walked off the field when we're needed most. What about the, uh, we haven't heard anything about the uh, the field hospitals. That was, I think, $34 million spent on those field hospitals. Uh, Capionato property in Cranston, you had, obviously, the convention center has a whole new air conditioning or system, I believe, the air filter system. And then you even had the lows in, in Quonset. And, um, and basically, they are completely vacant. Yeah, and, and 
listen, I, I, I can't Monday morning quarterback, right? The information we had in late March and early, actually early, early March, mid-March, early April was that we, we're going to have, we're going to need hospital beds. At that time, we only had 200 ventilators. And I was concerned, I think everyone was concerned that a surge we would not be able to handle. So I, I can't, I can't say that Hill Field hospitals were the wrong decision. I'd like to know more information behind the rationale as to why those sites were, were picked. I understand with the convention center and the Lowe's, uh, because those are essentially owned by uh, state quasi-publics, and the money that they're going to get, federal money for that rent, is less money that we're going to have to appropriate in this year's budget, especially with the convention center. But I'd also like to know, know why, why we went with the, the old Citizens Bank uh, building in Cranston. Uh, I, I, was there another public facility we could have directed federal funds to. Yeah. We've done it in Hope, Hope High School. Right. Right. And gotten, gotten $20 million to the city of Providence school system, and that's $20 million less we're going to have to appropriate hmm. this year to Providence. Last so, night, uh, folks, we're speaking with the House Minority Leader Blake Filippi. Last night, Channel 12 did a virtual town hall with Senator Reed's White House, Congressman Langevin. And one thing they were asked was if uh, Rhode Island leaders, Rhode Island leaders at the General Assembly should wait for more federal money to, quote, fix the budget. And Senator Reed said they may have to go ahead and put together some type of contingent budget. Rep, there is, Rep. Bob Flippy, there's no guarantee that the government is going to bail out the state with its budget. And by all accounts, everything just seemed to be on hold on whether or not the government is, the feds are going are to bail out the state house. Yeah, I mean, everything obviously turns on that. I, I'm not confident they will to the extent the state needs it. I mean, if you're a senator from a state that doesn't have large budget deficits, has much less per capita spending as the state of Rhode Island, you know, why are you going to have your citizens in Oklahoma you know, fund the bailout of Rhode Island? Right. Um, and I think, that, I think that's where you're seeing a lot of the pushback. Um, and, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, obviously... I, I want the money to come because we, we need it. We're, we're in a desperate fiscal situation right now in our state. But, I mean, I can understand why senators from other states don't want to bail out the Northeast. And what about right now? What do you – what can you tell us? What is the situation regarding uh, Rhode Island's budget deficit? Because they have to firm up this budget by July 1st. Yeah, so it's uh, appro- appro- approaching $800 million – uh, of a deficit, and I don't think anyone even knows where they're, where they're going to close it. You know, there's going to have to be slashing across the board unless federal money comes in. Uh, I'm a, I was at finance House Finance Committee meeting last week, uh, House Finance Committee meeting tonight, and you know the the warnings are dire. And I don't think anyone really even knows where to cut. I mean, certainly all the goodies stashed in the budget have to go, but. What about our most vulnerable, our most vulnerable populations? Are we going to be cutting social services? Are we going to be cu- cutting corporate welfare? Are we going to be cutting aid to cities and towns? I, I, I don't know. I really don't want to cut aid to cities and towns because that's going to directly affect all of our all of our neighbors. And I, there's no there's no easy answers. There's no good answers. Do you um do you find that uh, do you think they're going to try to seek some sort of delay? that they don't have to submit a budget by July 1st? Well, I mean, they're constitutionally obligated to submit a balanced budget by the start of the new fiscal year. So they may do some, try and do some stopgap budget, you know, maybe a three-month budget that's balanced. Uh, I really don't know. I mean, I understand the rationale that, hey, listen, we can't really pass a budget until we know what the feds are going to do. 
and if come June it seems like the feds may do something but they haven't yet you know I can understand the rationale for saying alright let's just pass the stopgap budget for, for three months until we have more information and then I mean where do things stand what is where are the cuts going to be and and what is the number that you're hearing that they have to put in place if everything Rep. Philippi stays on track now what is the dollar amount that you're hearing I mean, really, it's a billion dollars. Holy cow. It's $200 million in this year. Yep. And, you know, it's estimated it's between 600 to $800 million next year. Um, I think it may be more. I mean, you have half of the working age in Rhode Island is out of work. Right. Half. How? Half. Half of half. the working age is unemployed in Rhode Island. Yep. Wow. So what does that mean? Uh, it, it means it's those are depressionary numbers. Yeah. That's what it means. I mean, and, and this is a, I'm just concerned some of our state leaders think it's, you know, it's a light switch. We just flip it back on. But it's not. Our businesses are closing. Those businesses aren't just going to reopen once things are, are loosened, once restrictions are loosened. Um. This isn't something that is just going to turn around as soon as the restrictions go away. This is this is causing long-term economic destruction in our state. Will the General Assembly vote on vote on this budget? I mean, the only way it can pass is if we vote on it. You know, there's there's a state law out there that says if we don't pass a budget, last year's budget goes into effect. I don't know that that's even a constitutional state law. Um, I don't see that happening. I, I see the General Assembly and the leadership knowing they have to do something. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, we, we have to vote on it in order for it to go uh, to go into effect. What is, I think we will. You know, go ahead. The, the, as, as much as I've you know, banged on House leadership, and, and I still do because they're not having our oversight committee ask the hard questions that need to be asked, they finally had House Oversight Committee, I mean, excuse me, House Finance Committee meet last week, and we're having another meeting tonight. So, I mean, the wheels are slowly starting to turn. What um, what what is the situation with your now your district is parts of Westerly, which include Musquamacut, Block Island. What is the reaction that Musquamacut Beach, the state beach, will not be open come Monday Memorial Day? I don't understand why they're opening it the way they are. Opening, I think, just two beaches. The governor said, "I mean, you're, it's going to cause a, a, a rush on these two beaches where it's going to be packed." And we should really just open up every beach and tell people to keep their distance. It just that doesn't make sense to me. And I think people on Block Island, throughout South County, and much of our, our industry here is tourism-based, and I think people are scared. You know, you can open up the restaurants, you can open up the hotels, but if there's still a two-week quarantine for out-of-state residents, you might as well not even open. Right. You just keep the doors closed. And uh, now, the governor's executive order on that quarantine, I think, uh, Rep. Olympi- it's set to expire on Friday, and... I just don't think that's going to be renewed. I would think that going forward, we can't. I mean, how would we make it through the summer if people from New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, if they come into Rhode Island, they, they, you can't ask them to not leave the house of quarantine for a week or two weeks. They're, they're not going to they're not going to come here. Why would you come, come here? They, you won't come. It's, yeah. it's basically the sun, uh, the, a lot of the summer is over. I mean, of course, we want Rhode Island residents to enjoy what we have here in South County and Newport County and all over the state, that's just not enough. And we've built our tours of infrastructure on Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey. 
You know, we are we are a destination vacation place, and without that out of state travel, um, it's it's just not going to happen. Rep. Filippi, what do you um, what do you think on uh, the new app that was released yesterday? A lot of people are fearful that they don't want to give up a lot of their private information to the Department of Health. Yeah, I, I I agree with their concerns. You know, this this actually speaks to a larger problem: is that for for generations now, our government has undermined our our right to privacy. It just has left and right everything from the Patriot Act to FISA to recently, a couple weeks ago, they passed uh, a new FISA law that didn't restrict the government's ability to access your internet search history. So people don't trust government when it comes to privacy issues, and and I understand why people are reticent to download this app. Um, I I don't think it's going to work. I don't think people are going to do it. I think it's just kind of a waste. And also, what about the fact that on... um on Monday, you know, you're right. If, if, if So, Musquamacate Beach is open, but the beach parking lot is not. Isn't that just going to send a lot of people down in that area than just trying to park somewhere and walk to the beach? Sure. Yeah, I, I don't know why they're doing it the way they are. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't do it that, I wouldn't do it that way. And the, if, you're the, trying to, if you're trying to have social distance, open up all the beaches. All of them. Open them up, and then people can, you know, flood to all the beautiful beaches in this state and it's not going to be jam-packed. Right. It just seems almost ca- counterintuitive to only up, open up two beaches and have a mad rush there and then everyone can you know, wave their hands and say, look how awful this is. People can't you know, keep proper social distance. It's yeah. almost like setting us up for failure. Yeah. And one of the problems, and again, folks, uh, good morning at 11.43. We're speaking with House Minority Leader Representative Blake Filippi. Um, you know, one of the problems is none of this is being discussed. I mean, it's not like the General Assembly's in session. And I'm seeing now that Middletown, they're deciding the third beach in Middletown is going to be open, but only for town residents. But, you know, a very, very popular beach, and it's beautiful, and it's actually one of my favorites. Two great beaches are the, the State Beach on Block Island, which, so the State Beach on Block Island... I guess it's officially not open, but people can no, go. It's, I, a ta- it's a town beach. Oh, it is. It's a town. Yeah, the town okay. acquired it from the state over ten years ago. So, okay. Um, you know, people can go to go to our beaches. I mean, right. they, they're they're open. Huh. I don't know if they're going to have the beach house open, but you know, there's no restrictions for people to walk on the beaches on Block Island. Right, but you know, I don't understand why. How come you can't? You know, so at a drive-in movie theater, the concession stands are open, but why can't you get a soft drink or a hot dog at the concession stand at the beach? And and what's really crazy to me is, let's be realistic, they, they, they're they not even going to have the restrooms open at the beaches. Like, what what is this? What adult is going to go? There's going to be a lot of people swimming. Well, and the temperature is about 58 <laughs> degrees right now, Rep. Filippi. I'm following you into the water. You first. I, I went in three days ago. Come on. Oh. First time of the year, John, in and out. Yes. Cold. Freezing. Oh, my God. You can't swim in that. I don't even go in on the 4th of July. But do you know why, why is that? Like, why? I don't understand how. And I know the governor said, we'll have to talk to Jana Coit of DEM. But what have they been doing if not getting the beaches ready for the season? I don't think they have been getting the beaches ready for the season. Exactly. I, I mean, then what I have they been doing they is been what doing. I'm saying, you know? I, I don't know. I mean, these are questions that I would like to ask at House Oversight. Right. You know, there's there's so many questions out there that I have as a representative that the public has 
that it's the job of House Oversight Committee to get answers to. We've done it with UHIP, with MTM, with the dead kids in DCYF care. It's what we do. Yep. We oversee. We get information. We get answers. And right now, we need answers more than ever. Right. And, um, you know, we're not getting them. And I think, I think that's just structurally problematic. Any other, uh, I mean, is there any way, have you thought, any given any thought to holding a press briefing and saying to people uh, outside at the state house with the media, boy, I'd like to reopen and Mattiello's not doing his thing. I mean, today is a nice day. You could certainly have a, I'm not saying you do it today, but any thought to that? Maybe you coordinating, having some kind of press briefing with the press outside? Yeah, so the Republican caucus in the House and Senate, we've been extremely active. We've been very, very active. We're going to be becoming more active, and we'll let you and your listeners know as oh, good. as things unfold. All right. Folks, he is House Minority Leader, our guy that we're depending on, Blake Filippi. Hey, Rep, good to talk to you, and I will talk to you again. Thanks, John. Thanks, All listeners. All right, folks, there he is. Blake Filippi right here. On the John DePietro Show. This portion of our program is brought to you by It's My Health. And by the way, uh, everyone, so uh, the governor's press briefing is not till 2.30 today. Dan McGowan of the Globe is going to join me at uh, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock, and at the top of the hour, I have a business owner, a local business owner, that's going to join us as well. This portion of the program is brought to you by It's My Health. Go see Marie. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You know, it's an amazing store. I was just there last week, and I shared many of the pictures on my Facebook page, John DePietro Show. It's My Health in Cumberland, where she has vitamins, uh, herbal remedies, trusted companies, local products, like what I drink every morning. I have a shot of acai berry. So I have a shot of Glenfiddich at night and a shot of a Kai Berry in the morning. I should be all set. Antioxidant. But Marie is so knowledgeable. Stop in and see her. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. So you can call her at 305-3585. Now listen, if you're listing and in the next couple of days you drive by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, just pop in and say hello to her. Say, Marie, I heard you on the John DePietro show. She has vitamins. She has uh, herbal remedies. She has local products like a kyberry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh cum. She has all these different types of ingredients. She also had maybe you have trouble sleeping. She has uh, hemp CBD products, and she is so knowledgeable. Marie is fantastic. She also has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. It's my health. Look for that. White Church, you probably driven by at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, uh, right near the line. And Marie is just so delightful and it's totally safe. I was inside. I had my mask. She had her mask. I watched as uh, some different people came in and were asking her. She brings them right to it. She also has special vitamins for children, natural skin care, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, soaps. It's my health because it's your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I, um, uh, I'm, I'm glad that we did speak with uh, Blake Filippi, the House Minority Leader, folks. I mean, the guy is just such a rising star. Right now it's 10, 1148. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. How about John Francis? Think of this. The Boston Globe, they did a uh, big story that I was reading yesterday, and they did it on the different... Gun stores, basically, firearms in Rhode Island. And who did they choose? You know who they chose. They chose competition shooting supplies. 
435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. We spoke with him last week. I'm going to probably talk to him again this week. John Francis is so terrific. You can call him at 727-1716. Call and ask. Tell him you saw him in the Globe. He is just fantastic. Competition Shooting Supplies. 727-1716. 727-1716. Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. John Francis is great. Firearms, ammunition, ammo, plus if you are a first time, uh, maybe you've been thinking, you know, now I do want to get a firearm. Um, stop in and see him, and he'll set you up with the uh, the test. It's competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket. You take the last exit in Rhode Island. You're going to go past the Attleboro train station. And then you're at the intersection of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street. And right there on the left, next to the, well, it's now the closed tattoo parlor, but it's competition shooting supplies. And John Francis is so knowledgeable. The guy, as I call him, at Second Amendment headquarters, the defender of the faith. It's competition shooting supplies. Folks, it is uh, delightful on this uh, Wednesday. Again, uh, it is interesting also, by the way, to watch nationwide. Yeah, today is just uh, like a perfect spring day. Right now it is 64 degrees. It's going to be sunny all day and then nice and cool at night. Tomorrow's another great day. Sunny 66 and then Friday. How about Friday getting up to 75 degrees? So today Governor Mundo press briefing is at 2.30. Tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Yes, this was nice. Blake, thank you to the listeners. I like that. I tell you, he's terrific, isn't he? He is a leader. I wish we had um, more people, you know, like him that, uh, you know, being out there and so forth. But um, he does a great job. But, folks, you know, Mattiello is not even Mattiello has the General Assembly shut down. I mean, it's really disgraceful. Mattiello, Speaker Mattiello, who who, by the way, I mean, keep in mind, he was just on the verge of being um, indicted. When then suddenly, you know, boom, this whole thing broke with the grand jury. So you can go to my website. It's uh, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And if you have a question you want me to ask the governor, but some of the folks, I have to screen them out, such as um, ask the governor, governor, do you have a date in mind you're going to announce whether or not schools will reopen? I, I already know the answer to that. Schools reopen. It's May. I mean, it's closed for the year. That is, we don't even know what's going to happen in the summertime, folks. Like, Certain questions, you have to be reasonable. I can't get over the person. I was in Home Depot, and I think they had one of the exits closed. What do you care? Go in, get what you need, and then get the hell out of there, right? That's what we're talking about. Or if you're really concerned, you have two options. You can say to the manager, you know, I'm just curious, why is that exit shut? Maybe you'll get an answer. That's option one. Number two, another option, shop somewhere else. But number, I'll tell you what it is not option three. Option three should not. I'm going to contact John DePietro and ask him to ask Governor Raimondo why there was an exit blocked in Home Depot and start talking about the state blanking station nightclub fire. That, that is like, what, what is the mindset there? What are you talking about? I have no idea. What, who walks around Home Depot looking at the exit? Well, we had the station nightclub fire. What, what does that have to do with anything? My God, so you want more restrictions. Do you want the governor saying, is that the case? We're going to send the uh, building inspectors around to start checking how many. Is that what you people? Oh, no, I don't want more restriction. Well, then what are you talking about? I mean, right now you have the app. I didn't realize people want more restrictions. Who would even ask something like that? You think I'm going to ask it? Governor, I know I'm going to sound like a jackass, but let me ask this question since some jackass. No, I'm I'm not going to do that, folks. 
Not in any way. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. You know what the best part of this spring so far has been? Is our lawn looks fantastic. And it's because of Lawn Doctor. I tell you, their treatment is the best. Their motto is your best lawn ever guaranteed and they live up to it. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Now listen, you want to enjoy your property. You want to enjoy your lawn. Call Lawn Doctor today, 401-392-1025, or online at LawnDoctor.com. Lawn Doctor Rhode Island, your lawn care company. They're the best. I have used in the past, I'd say like three different services, and I I really think that they are, in fact, the best. Now, I also want to, um, again, we have a small business owner that's going to join me coming up just a little while, uh, right at uh, 12 o'clock. But folks, there are certain things you have to think ahead to where this thing is going to go. And one of the things that I'd, I'd like to stress for you, and I think I I was able to get a good deal for you, the listener, and that is your ability to be able to get a water filter. And right now, if you call Steve at Water Filter Company, you can get one $50 off if you call Steve at Water Filter Company. Folks, I swear by it. Anyone that um, watches the show, you listen, know that uh, there's no other water. I drink water out of the water filter every day. That's all I would use. Bottled water, you don't know where it comes from. And on top of that, you don't know who's touching that bottled water. Right now, on this Wednesday, on this day and time, year of our Lord, 2020, I am asking you at 1155 to pick up the phone. Just pick up the phone or at least jot down this number. Get ready. He's going to tell you right now. And at least call and inquire about you for your family obtaining a water filter from Water Filter Company. They're located right in North Kingstown. I believe in the product. Here's Steve from Water. Here is Steve from Water Buildup. And then uh, I hit the wrong button. Here is Steve from Water Filter Company. Hi, this is Steve at Water Filter Company. You heard John speak about his. Now you can own your own $249 drinking water system for just $199. That's $50 off. This ends May 29th, 2020. Call Water Filter Company. Say John's name, save 50 bucks, and you get all the safe, clean water you can ever need. I don't have enough time to discuss all the benefits here, but will when you call. Don't let this deal go by. Call Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Save 50 bucks. It all ends May 29th, 2020. He is exactly right. Folks, you want to do that and pick up the phone and call him and you receive $50 off. Well, right now it's 1156. And again, we have um, a special guest coming up, a local business person. Folks, it is tough. And I know that the restaurants have 200 of them, local restaurants have gotten together. And they're trying to get the governor, Governor Amundo, again, her press briefing coming up this afternoon at um, at 2.30, and I will be covering it. How about there's a new poll out? You want to talk about the difference that this situation has made? Governor Amundo, Governor Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, is the most popular Democrat governor in the entire country. Governor Gina Raimondo is the most popular governor in the entire country, according to a new poll out. And we're going to talk about this coming up 
with uh, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, who he wrote about it, and it is on their website. But a new online poll. Now, most of the time she shoots down these online polls, but not this time. But in a new Washington Post reported on this new online poll, and they have all the different governors. And the real reason they ran it was they say 49 or 50 governors have a better poll number than President Trump. But the numbers are, um, are uh, pretty dramatic. The full list, the most popular governor in the country is Maryland Governor Republican Larry Hogan, 85% approval rating. Second, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, 82%. Number three, most popular governor, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, Republican, 82%. And folks, there it is. Number four on the list. The most popular Democrat governor in the country, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, 82%. And then the Vermont governor is also very popular, 82%. Connecticut, 78%. That Governor Lamont, they've had a lot of restrictions. Cuomo's at 75%. He's had some pushback. California, uh, Gavin Newsom has fallen out. It's still high. These are unbelievable, 72%. If you're in office, you have your approval ratings above 50 I mean, they're happy. If you get to 60, you're like, forget about it. Uh, but it is incredible with them. Um, and I think, um, I'm not sure where the Florida governor is, but um, Hawaii governor, 45%. And Georgia's 43%. They've had some problems in uh, Georgia. That Michigan governor is at, I think it's at um, 63% for the Michigan governor. But Governor Amundo, how about that? Talk about it, a uh, unbelievable approval rating. Folks, and it's all, you know, for people that don't like the way that she's doing things, she's not going to change now. That's for sure. Hey, wait a minute. That was a song they did for her. All right, here's what we're going to do. It's 11.59. We're going to have the 12 o'clock news coming up, a, a local uh, business owner. And then Dan McGowan is going to join me coming up at 1 o'clock in Governor Mundo Press Briefing. It's John DePietro. Stay with us on this Wednesday. A lot more ahead. You're going to want to hear our next segment. So we're going to break for the 12 o'clock news on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. And right now, let's break. It is 12 o'clock.